Fields of light and darkness began to dance, vibrate. Starbursts flashed out painfully. His body tensed, jerked against the restraining cuffs, spasmed. Then he felt a cool tingling along his entire body, like a soft breeze. It was a breeze. He could feel it rippling the fur along his body. He could hear it as it sighed through the forest. He opened his eyes. He was sitting on his haunches at the top of a hill, sniffing the breeze for danger and food. Hunger was a deep, dull ache within his massive body. But something more than hunger troubled him. Something was wrong, different. He growled, a thunderous rumble that came from deep inside his cavernous chest. Down at the foot of the hill, a malicious-looking snaky thing with feathers looked up sharply, hissed once, then flapped awkwardly into the air and flew into the trees. When a wolf-cat growls, all other creatures flee. He's made contact, Jeff heard somewhere in his brain. But it was a strange, alien voice from far away. It had nothing to do with him. He barely understood the words. He rose from his sitting position, up onto all six legs, his claws digging into the grassy soil. Down at the bottom of the hill where the forest began, in there among the trees, there was food. This hilltop was a good place, his special place where he slept and brought his kills to eat. No other beast came to the hilltop when he was on it, and when he left... Only the scavengers dared trespass, the lizard hawks with their ugly crooked beaks and the small scampering yellow-eyed jackals whose teeth could crack bones. He trotted majestically down the hillside, three tons of wolf-cat, tall at the shoulder as a young tree, lean with muscle and hunger, moving as swiftly and silently as a gray cloud." a gray cloud armed with dagger-long teeth and claws like scimitars. He's definitely in contact. Can he assume control? Wait, give him time. Don't push too hard. The forest was a darker green than the hillside's open grass. Overhead, up among the swaying, sighing branches, clouds scudded by on the wind, dark against the brightness of the sky. The forest was almost as dark as night, but the whispering breeze brought a symphony of odors from the deep, delicious woods. Flowers and grasses and mosses and, most important of all, the scents of animals, of food, of the swift-footed antelope that fought with antlers and sharp hooves, the tasty little tree-climbers, the shaggy, bristling diggers that stayed in their holes during the daylight hours. It was early morning— and the distant sun was only a bright patch in the sky, low on the horizon, sending long shadows out ahead of him. He saw his own shadow, the hulking, immense shadow of a young male wolf-cat loping across the meadow grass. Later in the day, he knew Altair would be too bright to look at directly. Altair. The word seemed to belong in his mind, yet it felt odd. Alien. Into the forest he stalked, silent as a serpent, claws retracted now, and every sense alert for food or danger.
The older wolf cats, the fully grown males who had many females and cubs, could laze during the day and let their females do the hunting for them. They defended their cubs and their hunting territory and did little more. Young wolf cats had to hunt alone until they were strong enough to challenge an adult for one of his younger females. He glided through the underbrush silently, his immense bulk slipping through the trees like a wraith. The stream is where the prey will be. He was downwind of the stream. Already he could smell the antelope drinking there. But they could not catch his scent as he approached. Good. His empty stomach drove him forward. You're not going to let him stay, and I hadn't intended to, but he seems so well linked with the beast I'd hate to pull him back now. But it's okay. If he's going to work with the animal, he's got to allow it to eat. Strange sounds, he thought. Buzzings like insects flitting near. But these buzzings were inside his head.